1: Well, welcome to quantum number 162 and welcome to those of you who are new listeners, of which in the past few weeks there have been many, which has been great to see and from all over the world. Um, Now, just to explain what we do, we take things that are going on in the world, whether culturally or politically, health-wise, other things, religiously as well, and then we comment on them and try to think about them from a biblical Christian perspective. That may not be your perspective, but in listening to this, it can help you understand where some of us are coming from. And some of us who are Christians, we wonder how we should think about this. And what I'm suggesting to you is not that I've got all the answers and I'm speaking like some kind of Pope, but just simply thinking about, trying to think about things biblically. Now, it is true that politicians will often use the Bible and use it badly. Here is an example of that from President Biden.
2: Those who have served through the ages have drawn inspiration from the Book of Isaiah, when the Lord says, "'Whom shall I send?
1: Who shall go for us?' American military has been answering for a long time, "'Here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, send me.'" Each one of these women and men of our armed forces are the heirs of that tradition of sacrifice, of volunteering to go in harm's way, to risk everything, not for glory, not for profit, but to defend what we love and the people we love. Now, what he was doing was citing, obviously, about Afghanistan, and um, citing Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. The trouble is that with Biden citing that, it's got nothing to do with troops going to Afghanistan. The Lord didn't come to the American army and say, who's going to go and fight for me in Afghanistan? It's a ridiculous use of scripture. In the context, Isaiah had just had a vision of the Almighty God, and he falls down before him and says, woe is me, I am unclean. I I dwell amongst an unclean people. I'm a man of unclean lips. It's, there's a humility and a brokenness there. And then the Lord sends, who will I Send and Isaiah says, Me, and what's he to be sent for? Ironically, that they may be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing but never perceiving, make the heart of this people callous, make their ears dull, and close their eyes. Can I suggest that's what's happening in American culture? Can I suggest that's what's happening with Biden? Can I suggest that that is what's happening in Western culture as a whole? Isaiah 6. It's not a call to war. It's not a call to go and fight in Afghanistan. Isaiah 6 is a call to bow down before Almighty God and to realize just how little we know. Anyway, we do like to look at world news and I just want to go through some of the things that have been going on. Uh, Obviously not everything, but we, we go to different parts of the world. Let's not forget Lebanon. Where the economic crisis there means that doctors are now rationing treatment. Millions of homes are enduring blackouts. There's a disruption of food and water. Hospitals are stopping things like chemotherapy. It is a disaster. Partly because of sanctions. Partly because of the economy. Partly because of COVID. Just, it's such... Lebanon is such a beautiful country with such an amazing history. And, you know, what can only come out of this is just more trouble and disaster. And then Canada. What's going on in Canada? On the 20th of September there will be an election. The Premier Trudeau called it um, because I think it, it, it seems like it was a power grab. He, he thought that because the Covid vaccination process was going so well that he would capitalise on this, have the shortest election possible, and be re-elected. Now, at the moment, and this could change, it looks as though that strategy is failing. Um, Within a week, his five-point poll lead has disappeared. He's now six points behind. He... uh, And, you know, I I must say that I can't say sorry for that at all. Trudeau strikes me as a ridiculous figure and one of the most dangerous politicians in the Western world because of his loopy progressive attitudes and the intolerant authoritarianism that he's introducing into Canada. Add to that ethics scandals, unkept promises, the good old blackface images that he would have hung other people for but thinks he can get away with. We'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll comment on this again after the 20th of September. And then let's go to Malaysia, a country where I know a number of you listen, and it's always good to have our Malaysian friends. Uh, And we do pray for your country and your prime minister. Now, again, I apologize. Yahin is, I think, how you pronounce his name. Buyadan Yahin. He's resigned after 17 months, only 17 months in power. There are considerable concerns in, in Malaysia Concerns Malaysia after COVID and the economic problems caused by the reaction to COVID, as well as the over one million cases and the 12,000 deaths. So again, we pray for the people in Malaysia. And then this country, I have to say that this country is particularly on my heart this week. Stand and
3: sing, Zambia, proud and free. Man of wake and joy in unity, victors in the struggle for their
2: right. We've won freedom's fight, all one, strong and free. Africa is our
3: own motherland.
1: Recognize the anthem? Well, it's the wonderful landlocked country of Zambia, 750,000 square miles, square kilometres, almost, you know how people say it's the size of Wales or two and a half times the size of Wales, I tend to go by Scotland, it's ten times the size of Scotland, capital Lusaka, 97% at least nominally Christian. Um, I love the anthem talking about God, work, joy, unity. Um, Sadly, Zambia's in a lot of trouble. The opposition leader, Kakindi Hechilima, has been declared winner of the election. He was an economist and former International Monetary Fund. um, Sorry, not he was, his finance minister, Sidumbeko Musokotwani. Is, was an economist and former International Monetary Fund advisor. And he's basically come and said, we're broke. That the people who were here before have basically robbed the country. And again, this is a very familiar problem in much of Africa, where the rulers enrich themselves often at the expense of the people. Zambia owes foreign lenders an estimated $12 billion dollars It spends at least 30 percent of its revenue on interest payments, according to S&P Global. Last year, for the first time, it missed an interest repayment, and it's facing difficulties repaying other loans, especially to China. They borrowed from China to build infrastructure. Well, that is a serious situation. Do you know? In Western governments now, we are borrowing, 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 borrowing to for this emergency to do with COVID. And I suspect that in 50 years' time, our grandchildren will still be paying. That's one of the consequences we don't often think about. Let's go to another country um, Here's some Music from Korea. Now we're not going to do K-pop this time and it's not the Korean national anthem This is some traditional Korean music why am I playing that? Well apart from loving Korea and again hi to you guys in in, uh, Korea. I don't know anyone in North Korea but I know several in South Korea who listen to this. I read this piece in The Critic which is an online magazine in the UK uh, by Titania McGrath who is a, a pseudonym for Andrew Doyle, a comic. He used to send out these really hilarious tweets and Titania wrote this piece and I laughed so much at it I thought I would read it to you. Um, she says this And this is concerning uh, a gentleman in uh, England Who has decided that he wants to be Korean And it's his right to be Korean You know how men want, decide they want to be women Or women want to be men Well, you'll, you'll get the point So this is what Titania says <laughs> You may have heard of Korea A country in the Orient made famous by the sitcom MASH I was there briefly during my gap year and it brought tears to my eyes to see how progressive it was. Virtually everyone I met was a person of colour. So I was deeply moved to read about the Instagram influencer, Ollie London, who in addition to coming out as non-binary with they-them pronouns, has also come out as Korean. This has resulted in accusations of cultural appropriation, but that would only make sense if Ollie had remained white. Besides, Ollie has spent over £100,000 on surgery to change the shape of their eyes. Only the most villerant of racists would deny that to be authentically Korean simply requires that one is continually squinting. In fact, so inspired have I been by Ollie's commitment to their new identity that I'm considering transitioning to Chinese by wearing a pointy hat and getting my feet bound. I have been saddened that some some transphobes in the media have claimed that Ollie's use of they as a singular pronoun can cause grammatical confusion. They prefer to call them him, and they are angry at them because they do not respect their right to choose their pronouns for themselves. It's been particularly distressing to see the abuse that Ollie London has received from cis-Koreans. Those born in the wrong skin have always been persecuted for living their truth. I spent most of last year identifying as black in order to show my support for the BLM movement. And you wouldn't believe the prejudice I experienced from whites. For instance, when I informed my hairdresser that I was now black and therefore immediately required an Afro weave, she actually told me to get out of her shop. This is the kind of prejudice that people of color face every day. It's been particularly distressing to see the abuse that Ollie London has received from cis-Koreans, who really do need to check their privilege. Trans-Koreans are Koreans, and their lived experience is valid. So brave to Ollie London, who is always being Korean, even when they wasn't. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> I love that. I hope that wasn't offensive to anybody, but... Um Anyway, let's come on to COVID and just so much going on here. Uh, I think for me probably the most worrying is in Israel where they're getting their fourth wave. They're now asking everyone over 40 to have a third vaccine and it now appears that particularly the Pfizer vaccine wears off much quicker than people had anticipated. Here in Australia, we're going madder and madder. Uh, The New South Wales Premier seems to have grasped that... We can't have zero COVID, and it looks now as though even Dan Andrews is going to have that, but we now have a very split country where um, Anastasia Palachuk in Queensland is now saying that she won't open up the state until all children under 12 are vaccinated. This despite the fact that there is virtually no evidence that COVID causes a significant risk to children, and there are no vaccinations recommended in Australia for children under 12. In Scotland, Scotland now is the hotspot of Europe for COVID. And again, perhaps that's due to schools going back, but it seems that all the restrictions in terms of wearing masks and so on, none of that seems to have worked. Although again, it should be noted that the number of hospitalizations is considerably lower than it was at the, the peak. And in the USA, for the first time in six weeks, the number of hospitalizations has dropped. Now, one of the things about COVID is, how will I put it? It seemed as though in the church, you either get just the wet or the extremes. So you get people who are saying, don't get vaccinated. It's a satanic plot or whatever, which it isn't. Or you get people say, well, we have to go along with the government or because we don't want to be associated with the crazy people who say don't get vaccinated because it's a, a satanic plot. Whereas people should be free to question vaccines. They should be free to question the measures. They should be free to think about things. And above all, we should be bringing the gospel into this situation. As Willie Philip did on GB News. This is worth listening to. I'm going to play, play a couple of minutes. This. Just listen to this. So much of the focus has been on the virus and nothing else so so what are we fundamentally neglecting a, at the same time through this absolute focus on one problem and and a, a, and one set of answers to that problem what are we missing and forgetting and and allowing to dwindle
0: i think we're missing what, what is surely one of the great existential questions of our age which is you know the question what does it mean to be human what is life and what does really promote Human flourishing, um, and you know, the, the Bible and Christian teaching tells us that human beings are made in the image of God. We are created as spiritual beings for worship in relation to God. We are created as relational beings in community in relation to our fellows. We are created as uh, as moral beings for responsibility, for stewardship, and lordship over uh, over creation. Um, and lockdown has dehumanize people because it removes that personal responsibility, that community, and also it removes worship. Uh, That's why it's been so very damaging, never mind all of the other multiple harms economically and and to health and so on because of shutting down health services. Um, And, of course, that's the more terrible because we know now there's an enormous weight of evidence that tells us that it hasn't even helped. Managing uh, the pandemic, but but this key question: What does it really mean to be human? What is our place in the world? Um, That's something I think that people are very very confused about uh, in our world today. People don't know who they are, what they are, where their identity is found. We see that confusion increasingly in 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 sexual confusion, gender confusion, uh, the whole approach to COVID. Uh, this whole issue of sort of, of, of transhumanism and, and the relationship between artificial intelligence and, uh, and humanity. And we're we're in real danger, I think, of losing a fulsome understanding of, of human life and what it really means uh, to be human. And the biblical uh, view of humanity is much, much richer than that. Wasn't
1: that wonderful? It's uh, not just Willie Phillip, a minister, but some of the old rockers, you know, Van Morrison, Eric Clapton, um They've released songs. Clapton has released a Reese's song called This Has Gotta Stop. You can hear it just now. It um, doesn't mention lockdown measures or vaccines, but it is clear that is what he is speaking about.
2: But this has gotta stop. Enough is enough. I can't take this BS any longer. It's gone far enough. You wanna claim my soul? You'll have to come and break down this door. I knew that something was going on wrong When you started laying down the law. I can't move my hands I break out in sweat I want to cry Can't take it anymore but This has got to stop Enough is enough I can't take this BS any longer It's gone far
1: enough He himself had a very bad reaction to the AstraZeneca Uh, vaccine and he himself said he will not pay a venue which play in a venue which demands a covid passport and by the way that's going to be a huge issue for churches soon okay let's consider some ethics in texas now this is amazing news in texas a law prohibiting most abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy went into effect this wednesday after the Supreme Court did not block it. Now they may yet block it, but Senate Bill Eight basically takes away 85 to 90% of procedures in this in the state. Um, this is the so-called heartbeat law. Um, there's just a couple of things about that. I'm again disappointed that some evangelicals either keep silent or buy into the pro abortion propaganda and try to argue a utilitarian approach rather than a basic approach of if if the child in the womb is a human being, then killing that child is wrong, which is clearly the biblical position. And then, of course, Biden, citing the Bible, as we saw at the beginning of the program, but now going against what he once supported, his own church's position on abortion. And on that same subject, in... The University of Nottingham, Father David Palmer, a priest who described abortion as the slaughter of babies in a post on social media, and also said that an assisted dying bill would allow the NHS to kill the vulnerable, which one, is correct, and two, is the doctrine of his church, and three, he's there to represent his church. So he should be okay, but the University of Nottingham has said they will not recognise him as an official chaplain. Now, if you don't agree with secular doctrine, you're out. And in China, it's been a big day, uh, staying with education. Xi Jinping's uh, book of little Xi Jinping thoughts is now being distributed to all Chinese schools. And you know, it's not as extreme as, but I do see Western progressive governments going the same way, telling us how we are to think, how we are to behave. Not just making laws, but indoctrinating us. And this is certainly happening in Scotland. Listen to the wonderfully named Mercy Moroki talking about what's going on in Scotland.
4: Now, the Scottish government has unveiled guidance for schools yesterday urging teachers to decolonise the Scottish curriculum and inviting them to take a white privilege test. According to the guidance, racism is a part of everyday life for pupils from ethnic minorities and teachers should embed anti-racism across the curriculum. This is on top of a teaching programme the SNP are planning to roll out in their next manifesto on Scotland and the UK's colonial history, a policy they say has been inspired by Black Lives Matter. And this new guidance for schools urges teachers in true BLM fashion to recognise race as a system that serves to enable capitalism and the current world order. Funny that, I thought BLM was just an innocent anti-racism organisation that has absolutely nothing at all to do with communism. And this comes just two weeks after a new inclusivity guidance for schools said children as young as four in Scotland can change their name and gender at school without their parents' consent. Why are the Scottish government so intent on indoctrinating children? Don't they have better things to do like, I don't know, deal with the fact they have the highest drug death rate in Europe or, I don't know, deal with the fact that a third of Scottish primary schools saw results drop this year? Children don't need anti-racism training running through their curriculum. They need to learn to read and write and think critically. They don't need to be force-fed a diet of race and gender ideologies. I'm a parent, my daughter is...
1: Well, I can just say I'm into that. I think it's extremely disturbing, especially now that the Greens are also in power. By the way, in China, it's also interesting that online gamers under the age of 18 are now only going to be allowed to play for an hour. On Fridays, weekends and holidays. Game playing will only be allowed between 8pm to 9pm and gaming companies have to prevent children playing outside that times because they brand online games as spiritual opium. Uh, Do you know, maybe there's something to be said for this Chinese authoritarianism after all. I suspect it will. that will do Chinese young people a lot of good and we'll entertain ourselves to death. Speaking of entertainment, there is a comedian who's often actually quite risque. I don't like his language at times, but he is hilarious. And that is Peter Kay. And I came across this amazing clip of him on the Irish programme The Late Late Show. Um, listen to this.
2: I'd do something
1: different. I'd do something for charity for yeah. a kick-off. What sort of, st- sort of music would you do or what would you be considering? Or... Hymns! I think I'd <laughs> do hymns. Hymns! Hymns! Why not do hymns? There's <laughs> some belting hymns.
2: Brilliant <laughs> <laughs> hymns. When I was a boy, the hymns were great hymns. Are hymns. They,
1: are they not a bit solid, a bit heavy? No, are they all? Yeah. They're not. They're some brilliant <laughs> hymns. What's your favourite hymn? I love things like, um, you know, uh, <laughs> hey? uh, what did you say? No, but like how how great thou art, or something like that. That's never scene. Oh you know what? Oh my God. Yeah. When I do, do big, you know I do big band Do a bit of buble with him, or something like that. Okay, is it possible?
2: When I in awesome wonder, consider all the world I <laughs> hand as made. Lads,
1: can you do something with this?
2: What I key? I see are you? the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. The path throughout the yeah. universe displayed. What's this? That's one for you. Take <laughs> that. That sings my soul, <laughs> my savior, God to thee. Hey! Yes. How great thou art! That's it! How great thou art! Oh, that's great! That sings my soul, my savior, God to thee. Hey, the love it!
1: I I just wonder if there's anyone other than Peter Kay who can get away with singing hymns on on a chat show. Um, And again, there's that permeation of popular culture, which which those hymns and Christian music brought about. A couple of other things. Uh, In America, John MacArthur's Grace Community Church in Sun Valley has won their case against Uh, The Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors They are being given an $800,000 settlement Basically because MacArthur's church sued them for closing down the church during during COVID I think that that is actually uh, an extremely important um, result And then this is the 50th anniversary of this song Harrison's My Sweet Lord. I know Christians have tried to claim it. It's not a Christian song. It's to Hari Krishna. It's to a false cult and a false God. Beautiful, beautiful song. I mean, a great song in some ways. But there is only one Lord. It's not Caesar. It's not Hari Krishna. It's not Mohammed. It's Jesus Christ. He is the Lord. There is no other name given by which people can be saved the great news about jesus is he's so inclusive because anyone who's listening to this can know him and love him and serve him and follow him Uh, by the way if you're interested at all uh, i do a a daily thing called coffee with job and that's monday to friday and then on sundays we do um, hope finding hope through romans and these are available on YouTube. I'll put the link to them. Usually they go, they go live at eleven o'clock every day uh, Australian time, but they' they're available there. Our top ten podcast number three is this one.
4: You're listening to Unbelievable with Justin Brierly.
3: Welcome along, Kristin, to the show. It's great to have you here. Um, so many people have been saying, when are you going to get Kristin Kobes-Dumé on your show, Justin? I'm glad we've been able to make it happen finally. So,
4: yeah, so welcome. Thank you. thank you for having me. It's great to be
3: with you. How's how's life in Michigan?
1: That's Justin Brearley's Unbelievable. In that particular one, he was discussing with Christine Cobbis-Dumez, who is the author of Jesus and John Wayne. Love this podcast, because basically because of Justin. He's such a good interviewer. Um, There are times I want to pull what remaining hair I have left out with some of the contributors, but that's the point. The point is that often it makes me stretch, it makes me think, um, and I usually listen to the whole one i i I love unbelievable
0: the more we follow the rules the the sooner we will stop the spread spread. and so everybody has a responsibility to follow those rules
1: All right, here's a closing song. Now, this one's a little bit unusual. This is from Lucas Lyon. This was sent to me. He's a rapper, and he's lamenting. Now, you don't have to agree with all of it, but he's lamenting the lack of freedom and lockdown and everything else. And I think you can apply that in a much more significant and spiritual sense, that people are longing for freedom, and they will only find it in Christ. So, see you next week. Let me know what you think of this. Keep sending me ideas and information. It's been great to get this. If you want to support, then go to the Podbean fundraiser. But most of all, I just pray that God's blessing and peace would be upon you. Bye.
3: police are patrolling. They don't want information if they can't control it. can you see 1984, George already wrote it. Yeah, said we're living within all else chapters. No money for homeless, but there's money to track us. Tell me that ain't madness. Now we're all anti vaxxers. Just cause we question and seek to find answers. They want me scared for my life, but nurses can confined time for tiktok dances The media's a stage full of actors Manufactured psyops and distractions Big Brother is watching and plotting Hands aren't the only things that they want washing Nah, they want everybody locked in Taking your mind hostage till you've lost it New normal Lockdowns, the plan's in motion and it ain't gonna stop now You can see the plot now, it ain't even hiding A real pandemic doesn't need advertising It's an attack on our freedom Businesses destroyed for no reason Grandparents in care homes dying of loneliness Missing their families wishing that they could see them What about the patients on the waiting list who couldn't get their treatment? Look at all the havoc it's been wreaking Suicide and depression increasing Can't you see this is tearing us to pieces? I don't believe in a damn word the government are speaking They're creeping towards more control the true goal that they're seeking, and the vampires are just trying to sink their teeth in. What happened to the truth? And to think of it, what happened to the flu? And what would happen if nobody watched the news? Red pill or blue? Now it's time to choose for real. Be honest with yourself. Do you really believe that this is about health? It's never been, take a look, it's evident The only thing that's spreading is the terror they've been peddling That mask is a muzzle, only the strong will survive in this struggle If you ain't seen the bigger picture yet, then you're just lost in the puzzle Literally got you living in a bubble The only virus in our lives is these liars and these tyrants That are trying to deny us of our rights and conspiring to annihilate the righteous The sheep can be silenced, but they could never quiet the lions We're rising The veil has been lifted Consciousness has shifted to a higher wisdom And we ain't gonna be victims of this system We won't be prisoners, this is the resistance